This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joy podcast from LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more information and tons of other podcasts, head to joy.org.au. One of the things, Warren, that we are wanting to do is uh, help everybody at home there focus more on what's actually happening in our lives. And what's affecting us a lot at the moment is, it's it's one thing just to bitch about COVID happening, but we can actually get involved by understanding what's happening in politics locally, state level and nationally and even globally. And somebody I know who's quite smart on these matters is Richo, who's a Friday man for Drive News. He's had a stint at the ABC but just can't move away from being a news junkie. He's also got a passing interest in politics himself. He's the Insiders Insider and he's our very own politics presenter. Richo, do you read me over? How are you? Oh, look, coping uh, much like everybody else, I think, Warren. Uh, you know, every day just sort of bleeds into the next, doesn't it? I was going to say, it's great to be here on a Monday, but then I had to think, hang on, is it Monday? That's right, and from uh, from henceforth, Monday will be the day of uh, political catch-ups with Richard Forster. Sure thing. What do you got for us today? Well, I thought I'd, we might just start with State Parliament, hey? Um, good to see numbers coming down, case numbers for COVID coming down again today to 73. The, the worry was that deaths had jumped up to 41. Mm. Uh, it's probably worth just having a little bit of a look at that. There were actually only eight deaths overnight, though. Mm. Um, there was actually, a, to call it a bit of bureaucratic catch-up, there was a, a change in the way fatalities were being reported to the State Control Centre a few weeks ago. And this was a case of just making the total reflect what it needed to reflect. So there were actually eight deaths overnight. Still tragic that there were eight deaths, mm. but obviously a preference to 41. Um, as we heard in the news from the Young Rattle, today's big announcement from Premier Daniel Andrews is that he'll be making another announcement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting announcement to make on a Monday that I'll be making an announcement on Sunday. Well, you so, normally okay. hide, don't you normally hide stuff on the Monday, don't you? It's so a Friday, it's, isn't it? Friday, <laughs> oh, Friday Friday's afternoon. the dump day. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, there's there's normally the very little on a Monday. Well, that's right, and uh, I think this is a case of building people up for Sunday. We, we've already seen a couple of controlled leaks come out about what that announcement might look like, and this is all centred around what will our way out of Stage 4 restrictions be, um, what will be wound back, what won't and when. Richard, do you reckon that's a bit of an indication of the amount of pressure he's under to uh, give us some sort of indication of when we are going to uh, lift restrictions? Yeah, that'll be a big part of it. The other part, I think, is just preparing the public for what those restrictions will look like after Sunday um, and what sort of windbacks we can expect. We've already seen um, some drip feeding going out to uh, to media outlets talking about things like tra- a traffic light system for masks and right. more outdoor dining, all sorts of interesting ways to prevent community transmission. I- I'd expect to see a lot more of that this week in the lead-up to Sunday. Now, it's a big week of politics on or both levels, federal and state. I understand our federal politicians are heading back, and not all of them to Canberra, to actually sit in both houses, but not simultaneously. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It was actually interesting this afternoon to see for the first time, I can't tell you for how long, but I'm sure it's a hell of a long time. For the first time in a hell of a long time, the lower house actually lost its quorum today, <laughs> largely due to internet dropouts. So, oh. Well, that can't be fair to not... Well, 
It, no, I mean, I'm, I'm quite sure they're not going to try to... Well, they can't actually... They can't vote through without, without quorum anyway, so... So, yeah, so for yeah. those who don't understand what a quorum is in terms of the political mm. sense, what does that mean if they can't form one? Yeah, it basically means that nothing can get through the House. So the quorum is the, the number of people you need in the room to pass anything. Right. So it does mean that, yeah, anything that might have happened will, will now be put off. And Richard, yeah. is this the first time in history where in the room isn't in the room? Yeah, um, to the best that anyone can recall. Yeah, I mean, the, the word unprecedented is getting used a hell of a lot, but here we go again. I mean, how else would you describe it? Well, how do we manage, yeah. presumably during the, both the wars, we manage Parliament uh, with, our, with our elected representatives in-house? Yeah, um, well, yes, we did, but um, let, let's just remember how different times were back then. The Houses of Parliament weren't actually full, so the way they were, they were designed, and indeed the old Parliament included, um, was to include a number of spare seats so that as the population increased and new mm. seats were formed, then they could be gradually filled. Now, our Parliament just doesn't have that much room anymore. Even the new Parliament doesn't have that much room, and that's why we've spaced things out. They've spaced things out so much and put a lot of people online um, to do it because to have them in the House would just... Um, you, you wouldn't be able to maintain distancing that way. Yeah. And some members have chosen not to present, I, I believe. I know we're speaking to um, uh, Jed Carney on Thursday and she's um, sitting from her Melbourne office. Yeah, that's right. It, it's, a, it's a bit of a deal between the, the two party whips tend to organise this stuff and they'll be knocking heads together to work out who's going to be there and who's not. Um, and, and then within the, uh, the whips office and the leader's office, they'll then decide who gets priority out of, out of who's left, who, who needs to get a question up and who doesn't. Uh, a, a good case in point was the, uh, the member for Layla today who has a nursing home in her electorate that was subject to quite a number of deaths in that nursing home as a result or aged care home as a result of COVID-19, was chosen to put a question up and uh, no prizes for guessing why. I mean, it's a very mm. strong case in point at the moment. Richard, uh, Josh Frydenberg made a comment about uh, Victoria's handling of the COVID-19 crisis. Is it fair to say there's a bit of pressure at the moment between the Feds and Andrew's government? I think it's fair to say, Warren, that nothing annoys this federal government more than a blow to their budget. And <laughs> once, they get, once they get a hit to the budget, they get very, very annoyed indeed. And what Victoria is representing at the moment to the federal government is the highest draw, the, the, the far and away the highest number of JobKeeper claims in the country. In fact, right. Victoria's JobKeeper claims outnumber all the other states put together. Hmm. So when people like uh, the Prime Minister and the, and the Treasurer sit down and look at that number and look at it all coming from Victoria, it's yet another reason at the moment to dislike Daniel Andrews. Uh, now, to, uh, to sort of unleash on Daniel Andrews probably can't be safely done by the Prime Minister, mm, so no. he gets delegated ah. and you've got uh, the most senior, um, the senior uh, Liberal in Victoria coming out and making some points against Daniel Andrews. The other thing you'd probably, um, now stick with me on this one, <laughs> the other thing you'd probably <laughs> want to have a look at is why the Morrison government is choosing now to introduce some foreign investment legislation. Now, it, it's very dry and boring stuff, so I'll get underneath it pretty quickly. But this is all about China. China. I knew you were going to say China. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I'll say it correctly too. It's China. China. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and Victoria, of course, has, uh, has signed up to that uh, BRI, the Belt and Road Initiative, under Daniel Andrews. Now, mm. um, 
Back in 2015, Darwin sold its port to Chinese interests. The treasurer at the time, in 2015, was one Scott Morrison. Now, he had, as treasurer, control over foreign investment decisions, ultimately. He didn't choose to go against it, but he, it was very well known that he was quite annoyed about it at the time. Um, here we go again. In 2018, um, Mr Andrews signs up or starts talking about signing up the Belt and Road Initiative. It happens shortly after. Why is it this week that the Prime Minister and the government choose to introduce these uh, the, the foreign investment legislation that would curtail mm. those, or, or at mm. least allow the government to, um, to, to stop those decisions and stop those arrangements. It, it had to be this week, did it? Mm -hmm. Kind of curious. If, um, if uh, Clive Palmer is going to fund, uh, I think, from his uh, businesses, some of the uh, uh, election campaigns up in Queensland, maybe they could draw on his, his resources <laughs> in Victoria. <laughs> Well, he does seem to spend a lot on courts and things, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Maybe he's a better use for the money. Maybe he could take over JobKeeper and we could call it the Clive Keeper Allowance or something like <laughs> the that. Clive Keeper. It implies we're keeping Clive. You okay with that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, hang on. Well, I want to send him off with uh, Tony. And Tony Abbott, of course, is being... Um, I love it that we're happy to wind up the... Um, to, to, to wind the hard border up just to let Tony out and then shut it back down again. <laughs> you wonder how well planned that might have been. Um, <laughs> just on the uh, the aged care issue, um, guys, just very recently, just in the last hour, the government's announced $500 million in aged care funding. We don't know exactly how that's being spent yet. It mm. has only just come in the last hour and a half or so. Um, so watch that one too. We'll, we'll see how that one gets unpacked over the next few days. Richard, the, the good thing about the, the time of COVID is there's so much to talk about and think about, as there probably always is, but we're unmindful are focused and we're hungry for information and so I'm so glad you're on board with the Joy Drive team and I look forward to having this chat with you next Monday. Very happy to. We'll talk then. Thanks for listening to Joy Drive with Dee and Warren on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station Joy 94.9. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.